0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, double layers, last gift standing, and we have part two of our interview with product mystery from Life's Street. Welcome my friends to The Kindness Project. I'm joined by a girl whose new hobby, not favourite, but new hobby is clenching.
1: And I'm joined by the man who seems to be wearing two jackets. You know what?
0: It is late at night. We are doing this in our little home office slash shed, and I've got to put the heat on before. So I had to quickly, um, I had to quickly pop down and and do it. So it is a bit nippy. I am wearing two jackets. It shouldn't uh, impact the quality of the show much. It may do. I may have to take off one of the jackets halfway through the uh, podcast, but I will certainly give you a fair warning before I do that. Why are we talking about jackets on a podcast? What else have you been up to?
1: Uh, me? College. How's it going? It's long.
0: Long, but you're, you're getting through it, aren't you?
1: I'm getting there, I'm getting there. I've got a break uh, uh, after next week. Um, I've got two weeks off, which would be good. Woo. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I've got Exams. The first week go back. I
0: know. So it's all it's all go 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 it's in the Dame's go, 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 go. house. We've all we've all got exams. We're all doing podcasting. we're all working. And it's uh, it's uh, it's an interesting time, isn't it? Mm. Um, so let's talk about. Let's move on uh, very quickly to the question of the podcast, um, which this week is. You know what? I've entirely forgot. We're so so where we are. Oh yeah. Right. So I am building at the minute my marathon playlist right so um and you know that i'm not the quickest runner in the world um the fact that i got beaten by a man with an ivory tower on his head when i did the Paris marathon tells everybody that immediately however um uh, what i'd like to know from you ladies and gents is um, I'm building my playlist at the minute. I've probably got about three and a half hours. I probably need about four and a half, five hours of, of music. What should I put on my running playlist? When you exercise, um, what do you put on your playlist?
1: Well, I always just... I don't exercise. <laughs> uh, but if I were to exercise, I'd probably just use my
0: revision playlist. So what's in your revision playlist? Uh,
1: it's a bunch of songs. Um, so, like... <laughs> Jennifer Flowers, Fever Dog.
0: Jennifer Flowers is an amazing,
1: Achilles
0: amazing Come song. Down, Gang of but you. Not, but the thing is, for a running playlist, you need it to be upbeat, don't you? You need it to be a bit like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Achilles Come Down isn't a upbeat song, is it? It's an amazing track. It's boom, boom, boom. It's not boom, boom, boom. It's cry, cry, cry.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> you thought it
0: was about spies. Nice, nice isn't it?
1: Um, you thought
0: it was about spies. Well, I thought it was a multi-layered song. No, it's um, so much.
1: About...
0: Yeah, it's a song about suicide, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But actually, quite an...
1: really obvious. Quite
0: an epic, amazing track. And the one that I'm listening to at the minute, which is not related to... And it won't be going on my running playlist, but Will is on my 2021 playlist, is a song called uh alfred benson by elijah miller um and it's this amazing bittersweet love song that i really like about unrequited love Aww. yeah it's really really good Have you listened to it yeah no. i i did whatsapp you earlier on saying you need to check this out you did but i was in lesson oh okay maybe, so i just
1: opened it and then
0: m- 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 maybe i, I decided not to
1: <laughs> not to read it because m- I m- busy.
0: M- maybe i shouldn't disturb you with musical recommendations while you're in school or gifts. Because you love a gift, don't you? Oh,
1: we had a gift for over the weekend. I won. Um, how, do you, how do you decide
0: who's won a gift for?
1: Uh Whoever gives up first. What? Yeah.
0: What last gift standing? Is yeah, that how you decide a gift for?
1: Yeah. That's I'm
0: it. not convinced that's the case. I'm sure it's like no. you get an independent referee to decide who's, who's the best giffer. No. Is that a word, Giffa?
1: No. A man. <laughs> no.
0: Okay, all right, anyway. What, where can people um, send in their running um, songs for me to add to my memory of the playlist then?
1: Okay. We have a Facebook uh, and if you type The Kindness Project into the Facebook search bar, it will just come up which is always good. If you go to Twitter and you put at Ola Kindness, we'll come up then too. Uh, If you type into your Google search engine bar thingy uh, and you type The Kindness Project, we will probably come up but if not, the website is www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. If you want to email us, email us we're oliver at the co uk. And I don't think we had to de- disconnect. We had to uh, decontinue MySpace and Friends Reunited.
0: MySpace still exists. Yeah, it but, does still exist, but I don't think many people yeah, check it. No. Can I just say um, thank you for making me whatever you call that cup? Um, because I've just tried that coffee. Was it coffee? It was coffee. It took me tea fell out. I mean, I <laughs> don't know how many sugars you put in it, but like I always do to what Sweet truckfuls I mean that is the sweetest coffee I've had in a long time Um, anyway yeah get in touch ladies and gents Um, please do with your running tracks that we can mention on the show and on that note we're going to head because you have have you got any kindness news this week no Okay, so we're going to head directly to the interview. And in this week's interview, we've got part two uh, with Pradeep Ministry. Pradeep is a coach. We talk all things coaching, all things giving back to society. You know, what do we do in our lives to support others? Um, And uh, Pradeep shares his amazing insights into life, the universe, and everything should we listen to the rest of the show yep um how important I mean I know you do um you you mentioned your hiking and sort of uh, being in a Situation where you set yourself challenges. Talk to me about some of the challenges you've done because I know you do a, a decent amount of fundraising, don't you? Tell me about uh,
2: that. I, I do. Um, I mentioned earlier growing up in the open countryside, even in the UK, and I loved walking. I love being in nature. Yeah. And um, walking is my regular because around here in our area, we've got a lovely landscape. We've got the yeah, river. parks are
0: amazing, aren't they? We've got the yeah.
2: rain marsh here for yeah. goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. Yeah. And you just take a stroll in it. And what it does is, it takes off all the stress and strain out of your daily life depression because it gets you to focus on something else that's natural
0: it's really interesting I read a book a few, few weeks ago now about happiness and uh, one of the basis of that is just spending time in nature. Now, I, that, was, that was interesting for me because I consider myself a bit of a city boy. I love London and I love spending time in the sort of bright lights and big city. But I actually, especially as I've got a little bit older, I found myself t- hankering for just spending a little bit more time in in a green space Mm -hmm. and where we are where we are in the world just outside of London we've got the best of both worlds because we can get into town quite easily but there's loads of like amazing green space, as you say, that you can potentially walk in, run. In. I, I run in it, but um, walking, hiking, or running. But yeah,
2: it's... we have lovely historical places here. Mm. In fact, where I live, we have nature reserve. Okay. And usually, when we have young visitors, I normally take them there. Yeah. And nowadays, teachers, t- uh, children tend to be very preoccupied with gadgets and yeah. things like that, which is fine. That's part of what they're growing up with. But what you've just said is the benefit of being out. So usually I encourage them to let's go and walk and this nature reserve has got white cliffs and usually I ask them, what do you think that is? And they say, well, it's just sand, white sand or something. And I said, no, that's actually chalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you explore how chalk is made, it's made out of compressed dead dinosaur bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. what what uh, that rings to mind is that is a Jurassic Park, yeah. where dinosaurs used to roam in our neck of the woods here in Essex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they think, wow, they've been to a real place. Because uh, most of us have seen Jurassic yeah. Park movies, yeah. and you see these huge dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, but to try and imagine that they used to walk on these lands here yeah. many uh, millions I mean, of
0: years ago I mean you say that, I, it's funny because my, uh, as you know my, my uh, daughter I host the podcast with is 16 but my younger daughter is 8 and she's mad for dinosaurs at the minute so we, last week I took her to the Natural History Museum and I mean not only is that an amazing piece of architecture, you know as a building it's incredible mm. but the um the a lot of the exhibitions in there are mind blowing. They're the best in the world in terms of in terms of, sort of dinosaurs. So, so we did that. But the weird thing is, Sunday we went out. Uh, to, Sophie got a new bike for her birthday, and we did something as simple as go out on our. I was running, Sophie was on her bike, and we went to feed the ducks. And uh, every day since, she said, when are we going next? When are we going next? And it's that simple stuff sometimes you lose sight of, the importance of. You know, especially, as you say, if you're leading quite busy lives, you just lose the... You lose the um, importance of just time together, just Mm. time together doing something really simple. A family time together to connect with people
2: without distractions.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, And sometimes, I mean, technology is amazing, but sometimes it gets in the way of that connection, doesn't it? It
2: it gets in the way of our personal growth because we are, as human beings, we have not changed how we grow uh, in millennia. Yeah. Uh, but we have tried to evolve, but physiologically and mentally we are still the same uh, model of a human being. Yeah, yeah. And we still sir, need stimulation, external stimulations. What we've sort of growing up with is a, a society of convenience. Everything is at the hand, everything is fulfilled as at yesterday, and we don't have the patience for things to take place naturally. But like you explained, Chris, is when you go out in nature, you see things are happening naturally. We don't have an interference in it. Mm. You see... Seasons changing, you see the trees changing, flowers coming, yeah. you see birds migrating. All these are not influenced by us, it's nature playing here. Yeah. And I like to call it a sort of a, a, a stage of life, a life stage. You know, you've got all these wonderful stage uh, droppings, you know, the scenery, the skies are evolving, yeah. um, you see animals in there, and it's better than being on the screen Yeah, you yeah, see yeah, it there, yeah. you can feel it you can see it, you can hear it uh, and that is stimulating because what it does is as a natural being ourselves, we are part of nature mm. we grow up in the same way, we are here for a purpose, we fulfil our purpose and we are gone mm. when you connect with nature you feel a lot more c- closer to yourself yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get to learn a lot about yourself um, and <laughs> Uh, in terms of your challenges,
0: what one are you most proud of, and what one's coming next that you're looking forward to?
2: My challenge uh, was an extension of my uh, uh, passion for walking. Okay. Um, because I work with Age UK, we have loads of opportunities to do fundraising, from knitting to uh, buckets at Christmas time, and that was part of the journey. Uh, one of my volunteer coordinators, she said, "Look." We're thinking something bigger and she heard that, you know, I like walking. So she said, right, you're coming with me. And I said, Why, where are we going? I thought it might be just going to a local supermarket to collect donations in a bucket. She said, no, a little bit bigger than that. So I said, OK, I'm game. So she said, right, you come coming to Himalayas with me. And I said, what? <laughs> 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 and, yeah, that's quite a step up from raising money at the supermarket with a
0: bucket, isn't oh, it? Oh,
2: big, big, <laughs> big, big scale. But you see, the beauty of that was that I didn't hesitate because I was up for the challenge. I didn't have to think too much about it. If I had any issues or phobias or concerns, I would have probably dropped it there. But my journey to climb the Himalayas started when I signed on the dotted line saying, I am going. You made the
0: commitment then, haven't you? Commitment
2: is so, so important. Otherwise, if you don't have that commitment, it just disappears. And the journey started, it took over my mind and body. If I didn't go out for uh, practice training, then my legs and my body would start aching. As soon as I put my boots on, my waterproofs on, I was out on the road and I was feeling in a really good place. Mm. And also, we are used to walking on marks and hard surfaces. I made an effort to walk on uneven surfaces.
0: See, I made this mistake <coughs> a few years ago. So I did a, a, a few years ago now, For about... Past five years ago, I reckon. I did a hundred kilometer walk. And I've, I've, I'm taking this super seriously, probably, so I'm training for it. and I used to leave, leave the house, walk to Westminster, so walk all the way into town, and then just walk back. <laughs> I did that a few times, like in, in the early days, but what I didn't uh, realize, I should have done really, was that um, the entire expedition was in Yorkshire, and as you know, Yorkshire's a little less flat than London. <laughs> Um, so I hadn't done any like sort of, and it's quite difficult to do in London, isn't it, to get up to those like ups and downs. So um, I, it was funny. The hundred kilometres finished. I did it in about twenty six hours. So I, I was like, it was not, it wasn't quick, but I did, I did complete it. But that was a big lesson learned, do some, When you're doing training, make sure you're trying to do it in the.
2: Uh, altitudes that you're you're yeah, going to yeah, be walking up. Yeah, <clears throat> this is one of the things that I really was passionate about is to find different patches of ground. Hmm. Uh, you know, over here. So where es- did you go? Where did you go to train <clears throat> for the Himalayas?
0: I mean, it's difficult to do, isn't it? Uh,
2: I go to explore Essex more. Okay, I went to the Hadley Olympic bike uh, mountain bike track. And that was quite hilly. Now, Just to imagine uh, riding a bike on those steep cliff faces yeah. is, is frightening. And you have to climb that and climb down that. Yeah, But that yeah. gives you that balance and, yeah. you know, challenge to take in. So it's not frightening. Uh, I went training as far as New Forest. Okay. And New Forest has got clear paths. But what I did was just walk anywhere through, gotcha. through the gotcha. open area, through the field. So you don't really know what's underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and because as human beings we are so resilient, whatever's underneath, without seeing, your body will actually compensate for it. Yeah. So the, uh, the experience was, I didn't trip, fall, or sprain my ankles, because my body was so resilient. It just yeah. adjusted. And how long? Uh, <laughs> how, how long did it take to climb the Himalayas? Himalayas, we went on a 10-day trek, but six of that. Days was actually <clears throat> constant walking okay. from seven o'clock in the morning till about five to six o'clock in the evening. Okay. <clears throat> we did stop along the way as well. How many? For, how many of you went? Uh, there was about five of us from Age UK Sex, and about six six of us um, from other charities. okay And we only met each other uh, when we were at the airport because we had a distinct uh, f- uh, flag or a label yeah. on our bags. <laughs> (laughs) And each one of them turned out to be from different backgrounds, different physical fitness, different mental attitude, but we had a common goal. Yeah. And that in itself brought us together to experience it together. I love it. Absolutely
0: love it. So um, before we ask uh, you where we can find out a little bit more about you, what we do every week on The Kindness Project is we ask people uh, a question. We call it the question of the podcast. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is... um, just throw in some questions for you that we, uh, that we ask all of our uh, interviewees about what they, what they do. So let's start with uh, one about favourites. If you were a character from one of your favourite books, who would you be?
2: Um, books out there, a role model, Sir Edmund Hillary. Okay, the first man on the Himalayas. Yeah, so uh, and
0: <laughs> you'd pick an explorer. You'd pick somebody real as well you wouldn't pick somebody fictional absolutely okay, now the challenge
2: I went through is probably nowhere near what he had to go through because today we are well equipped oh, with yeah, the roofs, the right yeah. type of boots and the support when you're going up but he Thank had to organise everything himself physically mentally uh, having to carry these things and he was going through uncharted territories yeah. not knowing what to expect
0: yeah yeah, okay, great answer. Um, you're on the final of The Great British Bake Off. It's the showstopper. It's the cake you've got to bake to win. What are you baking?
2: Oh, I love cakes with colour. Okay. And one of my favourite colour is red. Okay. So you can imagine a red velvet. So you're going to go for a red... I like, see, I like the look of a red velvet. I'm not sure...
0: I like the taste of a red velvet. It's a weird one. But I like I like
2: that. It's actually just a colour, but otherwise it's like ordinary uh, baking ingredients. Is it really? Unless I thought there's, there's something a different taste in there.
0: All right, don't I, I don't know, I just love eating. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the world's best detective?
2: I think um,
0: Fictional, real, dead or alive. You can you can have either.
2: Um detectives wise I'd like to extend it to explorers okay because they're exploring uncharted areas and you know in Britain we had some really nice explorers anyone in continent as well we had Vasco da Gama um, the guy who found America yep Uh, And all these people were explorers. And what I like about it is that they were looking at something beyond their imagination or comprehension. Okay. Now, just imagine if you're on the high seas and there is absolutely nothing there and you don't know how far it stretches. But you have a faith and a challenge to... Go for it until you land to another shore. And I think life is like that. Sometimes we like to see what's on the horizon, but we don't go beyond what's on the horizon. Huh? And uh, for certainly Marco Polo, he discovered different lands. But he had to go through this mental focus that there's nothing there. This is from the days when people used to think, oh, you, when you go to the edge of the water, you'll fall off.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: But then it opened up a new world. I'm
0: not them. convinced Marco Polo counts as a detective, but we'll give you that one.
2: What's your guilty pleasure? Oh guilty pleasure, oh there's many. <laughs> <laughs> I I love food. and food uh, I'm a moderate eater but I like I'm very adventurous I like to explore different types and that comes from my journeys overseas to different cultures different types of food and this is something that I enjoy even here because in England even in our neighbourhood we've got so many varieties of different types of food all you have to do is decide on and Bit adventure and try something different, and this is what I love about it you know, from uh, Italians to Chinese, Cantonese, and we got so much, especially in central London, we've got uh, world renowned places, so many different, and also there are new places opening up with new types of invention. Yeah, 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 and I think food is my sort of downfall, but. I do work it off as well, yeah, so I'm yeah. fit enough to go and explore something else. And next time.
0: it sounds like you've got a bit of sweet tooth as
2: well. Is that right? I have. Uh, I, I love certain. Well, actually, sweet tooth is puddings <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> from the days from the schools. I used to love my different types of puddings with custard, <laughs> and I think that's part of this <clears throat> part of a love for cakes as well. Um, and what makes you most proud
0: about your family?
2: I think it's probably the maybe some level of support I've given them and encouraged them to do things in life. Okay. And uh, not just by <clears throat> telling them, but showing by example. Walking yeah, the talk, being a role model, isn't it? Being the yeah, role model yeah. and show them how it's done as well. So important. Uh, as yeah. parents, we tend to tell children what to do. Yeah. And they're struggling to comprehend what is it we're meant to do. Yeah. But without the experience...
0: Well, especially if there's a mixed <laughs> message as well i think i think you're right i think part of our responsibility as parents is to practice what we preach because otherwise you're saying one thing and doing another, doing another. Um, but that's difficult as a parent slip sometimes so it can because yeah.
2: we, we have our own understanding and uh, our own take on the issue yeah. uh, so with the children is to encourage them to explore and experience it themselves in their own way Yeah. and from that they will actually start running with it and then see how it works Yeah. Um, because you know we all care for our children we want the best for them, but sometimes we bring our own values into it yeah. without allowing them... And
0: our own biases, and our own quirks and nuances and everything else, Sort of think
2: it. it right. A simple example yeah. is when you, uh, you were talking about Sophie and going cycling, when you first <clears throat> teach them how to ride bicycle... Okay, you can tell them how to ride a bicycle, but they will not be able to ride a bicycle by just listening to mommy or daddy.
0: They
2: have to actually sit on a bike and do something. And it'll take a little time before they strike a balance. And that is their own creation. Yeah. They've been able to achieve that. Yeah. Not because Mommy and daddy said you have to ride a bike and, yeah. you know, uh, this is the way to do it. And I think that's what life is about. You you give them that opportunity to experience it and build from there. i how
0: you what's interesting, though, and, 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 again, part of what I've learned from this conversation mm. is you assume that that learning process stops at... Uh, 16 or whatever and in reality we need to relearn stuff throughout our lives each and every day particularly when we get older when we when we need to potentially just relearn something as simple as how do I get out the door mm. and what help do I need to do that and I think that the perception of like, oh, I'm, I'm in my 70s now. I shouldn't ask for help. Mm. We need to get over as a society because you should be putting your hand up and saying, look... Just spend some time with me and, and, and guide me through it. I think that process of relearning about our lives throughout our lives
2: is an important one. Chris, that is so important, and I see that through my clients because yeah. uh, as we grow older, we have this issue about asking. Yeah, and I particularly if, as you say, if, you've, if you're seen as somebody who's
0: Mm. successful or talented and actually the reason they got there is because
2: they asked for help, right? Uh, Absolutely, and and I do a talk on this very subject, the lost art of asking Okay, and it stands back in reality to your own life experiences that when you're young, when you need something you ask, and usually you get but as you start getting older you have an issue that, you know, I'm getting too I'm too old for asking and that stretches throughout your life when you're at a time when you're vulnerable when you need support Thus, if you carry that attitude that it's wrong to ask or it compromises your uh, credibility or integrity as an independent person, but accepting that it is not wrong to ask, uh, you ask when you... Uh, used up all your resources first and then you get stuck that's when to ask you don't sort of go and ask uh, yeah, any old time because you're not really exercising your independence yeah, yeah. so as you grow older it's so important to be able to ask and yeah. reach out and you'll be amazed the support you get because everybody in their life will have gone through things and they will have had help and those people up ahead of you they know what it's like to be where you are so yeah. all yeah. you need to do is ask and they'll be more than happy
0: to help. I, think I agree absolutely agree. Where can people find out a little bit more about you?
2: Um I, I do a lot of presents. I do talks, so that's where you can hear me on stage. Okay. Uh, I'm also available on, online. I've got my own website. It's www.life'smystery.co.uk. Uh, and we're going to put that in the show
0: notes as well,
2: so everybody can, can, sure, can find ab- it. Absolutely. Or give me a call. Yeah, and you know, we can have a lovely chat about where you are and where you like to be, or what is it that your challenges are at this present moment.
0: Amazing. Thank. So, you, thank oh, sorry.
2: Good. Yes, I'm just saying you're not on your own. You know, all you have to do is ask and reach out. You know, you'll be amazed. Your world will just open up into a different thing that you can't imagine.
0: So that's the moral of today's interview. Make sure if you need some help or you're feeling lonely or you're feeling lost, um, just ask. Um, thank you, Pradeep. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's
2: been a pleasure speaking with you, and thank you very much for the opportunity, Chris. So what did you think
0: of Pradeep's interview?
1: It was good. It was good. It was good. And on that note,
0: would you like to do the honours?
1: Yes, well, it is the end of another podcast. I used to get that at the bottom, at the it, bottom of the mug. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry? At the bottom of the mug, so when you finish drinking... You... Yes, I we, like that. talked about and, it before. And
0: you know, you know, we should put tea's the end. Te- tea's the end.
1: No, what no, if I want to put coffee that? in it or hot chocolate or what, warm
0: blackcurrant? Uh, if you can call what well, you've just made me coffee or tar, I don't know. Right, so let's talk about let's talk about last week's question of the podcast, which was. Um, let's think about this. Which was. What are you curious about and we had some funny answers some contemplative answers um, and we had answers uh, across the uh, across the board so Dan Atkinson said um, having recently read Morgan Housel's book The Psychology of Money the thing I've been ruminating on is um, what is the answer to what is enough
1: it depends on person, doesn't it? it? Depends
0: on person. How about you? What's enough for you?
1: Um, d- uh, it depends on the time, on what I need to get done, on what, what but, needs to be done. But this achieved. is
0: the interesting question on that, right? Is enough um, based on your own expectations? Yes,
1: obviously.
0: O- obviously, but is there an argument, say... If you to be happier, sometimes we should
1: lower set, expectations.
0: set lower expectations. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, I, see, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer of doing what your potential allows you to do, and that means setting your expectations higher. But I think sometimes good enough is enough, isn't it? Yep. Um, so is it.
1: And your coffee is definitely good enough.
0: <laughs> that. that right, 47 sugars isn't good enough. Two. Are you paying my, are you paying my dentist bill right? Um so thanks Dan you made you've got us wondering and I think it is a interesting question. You know are is good enough enough and um you know what, what does satisfied or content look like? You know, should we always be... Str- what, have I gotten too philosophical for you? No, no, uh, you
1: said satisfied, and I started thinking about Hamilton.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> natural reaction. Um, uh, and then and then we've gone from a really uh, sort of interesting... I was going to say physiological, but that's not. It's philosophical. philosophical um, debate about satisfaction and expectation to steve dan just saying working from home the question i'm always always asking myself
1: is what day is it again well for us it's monday for you if you're listening to this um
0: (laughs) it's thursday
1: it's thursday but if you're listening to this any other day i would check the calendar on your phone
0: yeah, thanks for that practical dip to work out what diet is. Uh, John Kirk has got more philosophical again. Can I do more in relation to many things? Hazel Grace, uh, just the question she's always curious about is: is it dinner clock yet?
1: It is always dinner clock somewhere, Hazel.
0: And Steve Ch- and Steve Chilton said. Is it the weekend yet?
1: No. Nick
0: Ramson, it's not yet. No, or, or it may be, depending on when you listen to it. Yeah, yeah but for us
1: it's Monday, so we have to wait another, what, five days? Hmm.
0: Uh, Nick Ramson uh, is wondering, um, and something a lot of us have been wondering uh, over the past year, am I on mute? Um, I'm always on <clears> mute. <throat> I don't like talking to my class. Do you not? No. So you do it, but you do it on, like, WhatsApp, or you just use a chat function.
1: Oh, we chat you? on Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, or in the group chat, but that's only for maths. And if we do breakout rooms, I put my mic on, but otherwise, like... Breakout room. <laughs>
0: oh, God. Anyway, uh, Russ said, um, I am curious about Dart at the moment. In particular, deep machine learning elements of Flutter. I'm curious about what the blinking, blinking, blink does that mean. Do you know what Flutter and Dart?
1: if I know.
0: No, Flutter Dart. <laughs> Echie? Do, do you reckon he's just had a weird dream and he's just woke up saying, Flutter Dart.
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> I don't know. So, um, Russ, you need to, a esteemed producer, you need to educate us on what Flutter Dart is. That'd be interesting. And Alan Bowley simply said... Why is it Monday again?
1: I ask myself that question every Monday
0: <laughs> and Tuesday. Um, anyway, my <laughs> friends. Anyway, my friends. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a lovely week, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye.